0: hello and welcome to another podcast from fix my project chaos my name is elise stevens and today i have the fantastic john elaine who is a consultant project manager to a number of industry
1: sectors
0: here in australia hello john
1: hi elise how are you
0: i'm fantastic and lovely to be talking to you today
1: Likewise, I'm looking forward to this.
0: John, one of the things I sometimes see in organisations that I work in is that people just say, you know, you're just the project manager.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there is a bit of a stigma around that. Um, People see you as being... You know, just an outsider coming in to deliver something, usually short-term or a fixed period of time, and, and then you leave. I, I think in our industry, um, we, we need to promote that uh, we are professionals and we are part of the cause for the, the company or the government agency that we're there to help them with their journey. It's, it's, it's not a come and say goodbye type situation. It's a journey. Obviously, being a, a trusted advisor, Certainly helps with maintaining a, a good input with the customer, holding hands with them along that journey.
0: I agree with you. I think that project managers have so much more to offer. And you're right. Sometimes we get tarred with. You're just from
1: IT. What would you, <laughs>
0: what would you know about our business?
1: And I guess we're always in that in that position, aren't we? So when you're a consulting role. What is it that you can bring to us? And and I always think about the the value and the benefits. So we're assisting them, the customer, in a vendor-customer-client relationship, assisting them to achieve their benefits. So I continually uh, remind people, being the project team and the executive, the board, et cetera, that uh, we're here on the journey to to assist them and, and to actually reach those benefits.
0: Look I so agree but what are some of the steps that you can take as a project manager to show that you're just not interested in ticking off the boxes on on your to do list
1: Yeah sure look I think the key to consulting as a project manager is earning that initial trust and confidence with with your your customer your client so and and with trust we can think of words around that such as integrity and ethics and bringing that customer intimacy into a a mutual relationship, I'd like to go through the the steps that I undertake to become a trusted advisor. You know, when you're new and fresh on a project, everyone's excited and the team comes together and and you set up the project governance and you start working through the stages of your project. It's very important that you establish a good relationship with the customer and the key stakeholders and everyone that forms part of that relationship with you for that journey. So, you know, you start at that service-based level initially. And that service-based level, you're doing a lot of listening, you're, you're asking questions, you explain from your point of view and they explain from their point of view what the objectives of the project are, the benefits, et cetera. You talk about you know, the project scope, the time, quality, parameters, etc. cetera. And it's, so that's the first base. So it's it's like a home run, I guess, at least. So it, there's four bases in re, in getting to that trusted advisor status. So that's the first one. So the second base is one that you need to get to very quickly and it's around needs based. So it's talking to them about their business problems, helping them with their problem solving around those business problems and coming up with solutions. So as part of your team, coming up with solutions to things, and it may be a process as part of your project, you may notice that some of the processes in their organization are a little bit antiquated or they they need enhancing or the processes are holding them back, achieving their quick term results. So Needs-based is certainly that next step, that second base, and the third one, which is closely aligned to that, is relationship-based. Working as a client end or type relationship, it's very important that you work and seem to be working as part of that client organisation. You're not an outsider, you're not an outcast. You become part of them, and really getting to that third base, third base at least, is very important. It puts you into a position where you provide insights can start bringing out some ideas to assist them with their project, but also assisting them for for things that are related to the project as well. Now, maybe about governance and maybe about their PMO, their PMO may be quite immature and there's there's a chance for you to actually find your professionalism and bring those ideas to the table and repeat those ideas. And obviously working for a a vendor, you're always thinking about additional business for your vendor, but also repeat business. So setting up that trust at that level as a relationship is is very important. A lot of people I see in the industry get to that level. They don't really move to the next level. So the next level is the, the, I call the upper level or the trust-based level. It's where you are seeing as an individual part of them. So you're the client, but you're seen as an individual, as part of them, not as, uh, actually as an outsider. You understand the client, and they understand you, so they trust you 100%. So you bring your integrity, your ethics, and, and all those other traits to the table, and you engage with them. So you engage with them, you listen to them, you ask questions, you confirm, you show empathy, you spot hidden assumptions, and you, and you, you bring those out you summarise well and the customer then has a lot of respect for you. That upper level of trust will, will maintain a better relationship and will actually, in, in the examples i like to bring today, um, one is uh, when I worked with a national logistics company, they had lots of problems with their processes and projects weren't typically run very well. So, they brought outsiders in, i.e. myself, to, to run a, a project for them. We, we had a lot to show them. We, we had to bring our reputation was on the line to to bring them a good outcome, and what I did was there was I noticed that projects were seen to be working at the at the floor level with people at the very lowest levels. They they didn't seem to respect or have much respect, I guess, at the middle management levels, and then the senior levels right up to you know the chief of of the operating environment, etc. So I quickly moved my way through the levels, got respect at each level and then soon I was uh, at that respected level of the Chief Operating Officer. Once I got to that level, Elise, he would actually come directly to me and ask me questions about going through to the floor and then middle management to get different mixed stories and mixed, I guess, getting mixed stories along the way that, that weren't you know 100% true. So, coming to me uh, showed that he had a lot of respect in me and then I, I was part of his trusted. I guess, core team. So, the fact that I was outside didn't really worry him, if anything. I think that was that was a good thing because I brought some insight into industry ways and means of running projects under different methodologies, such as you know, your PMBOK, your PRINCE2, and, and running things in an agile manner. And, and the other example I'd like to bring, too, was working for a mining company Previous program manager who didn't actually achieve much trust left the organization. So I was brought in to resurrect a, a global mining company IT program and it had a lot of challenges. Uh, you know, the, the rag status report was all red. I think one, one of the sections was amber, but basically it was red. And I was given the task of bringing back the RAG status back to, to at least Amber in the first month and then try and bring some of those project disciplines back to, to green. So, they had lots of challenges there. And what I noticed there was, again, it was a trust type thing. So, the previous program manager had managed to set up demarcations between different lines of management. And so, there was this mistrust that was going on. I found that out early. I looked at the lessons learned. I did, you know, the, the, I did the quality health checks and those sorts of things, that came out. So the, the, the communications was poor and the trust was very poor. So establishing that very early on, putting governance back in place and having the right representation with the customer, the right levels, and then working through again the, those levels of going through service-based, needs-based, you know, relationship, and then back up to that trust-based uh, level. Getting to that within three or four months is, is quite hard, quite difficult, but once you do get to that level... It opens many doors and, and that, that trust is there. As a trusted advisor, you, you're mirroring things. You're a sounding board. You can be a confessor, a mentor. And at times, you, you're seen as the jester or fool. And you can use that to your advantage. So once you, you get that nice, intimate relationship with a customer at that trusted level, build around a bit and you can tee things out from them. You can find out more about their business, find out more about their pain points. And I think that's the other important part to Elise is working with them on their journey to look at their pain points and help them along the way.
0: You know, John, I really like that approach that you've taken in becoming a trusted advisor. I think that it's very sound and it's very easy to work through and to know where you are on that stage of the journey.
1: I agree. And the first base or two can take quite a while because knowing upfront, I think everyone's a little bit not so much standoffish, but everyone's a little bit reluctant to accommodate with you coming outside as seen as a professional specialist. You know, what does this person need, have to offer us? And I would actually form, and I do, I form a, a personal relationship with all the key stakeholders. And, and some of the simple things I do, at least, is just walk around in the morning. As soon as I get there, I drop my bag off. I walk around and I would say hello to all my key stakeholders and and get an understanding of of how they feel about the situation. Those first 15, 20 minutes in the morning, such invaluable time and minutes for a project manager to set up the the day in a a good spot. And and that really, really works.
0: Oh, look, I agree with you. I'm going to share a story of doing something wrong that I did wrong. Okay. Okay. In jumping to the wrong step too early in the trusted advisor stepping at okay. steps. So, I started a new job many, many years ago. I had to go and meet with a whole lot of line managers in this particular department, and they were using a, a bigger ERP. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll show them that I can add value. <laughs> so I met with this one of these line managers and I went blah 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 you know you could be blah 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 blah. (laughs) and she got really cranky at me
1: (laughs) oh no oh no
0: so like I'd been there like two
1: days (laughs) yeah and 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 people I think a little bit skeptical it's like oh she's coming so quickly and and already yeah she's trying to work at that level yeah you may not yeah, it may not be seen to be so genuine, I guess, Elise.
0: Well, not. Mm. Well, mm. the mistake I made was that I didn't listen, number one, mm. and I didn't understand their business after two days. So they're like, is she coming in and telling us, <laughs> you know, she doesn't even know <laughs> our business? <laughs> I changed, like, after that first. 2 3 days i swear that it took me it took me a couple of months to recover from that and i had to be very very careful and i made a point to guide the conversation so that i wasn't imparting my views on things but once i was there for 6 months and they trusted me a bit more and they saw that i realized that i was listening and trying to help them and to be to use the system better then they were a lot happier. But it was brutal. It <laughs> it, it was brutal because the last thing you want to do is start a new permanent job mm. and annoy people.
1: Yeah, you don't wanna rub <laughs> people up the wrong way or and I think it's important to understand the characters in the the new world where you're working. It's understand how they, they operate. What's the social norms for, for, for them? People go out and they do their daily round of coffees or whatnot join them be part of that yeah don't rush into to to, to change things or or be too outspoken it it does it does take a while and, and it does take a while for people to and certain people it will take a while before they accommodate you as as part of them i certainly agree
0: And uh, the other thing is that going back to uh, your comment about those first 15 minutes of the day, it's really important to go and talk to people and see how they are and everything. One of the things that I do is that even when things are really, really bad, (laughs) (laughs) well, most of the time, (laughs) there are some days I can't, well, when I'm working on a really bad project, it's hard to maintain being happy and everything. But people really do feed off your Happiness, kind of. Does but
1: it make sense? It, it, it does, yeah. If you walk in extremely positive and happy and have a good story, it certainly rubs off. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Project manager is the centre of the project. He or she has a bad day, then they can rub off on the rest of the team and, and the people that work alongside of you. So, yeah, I, I agree 100%, yes.
0: You're always coming across as being positive and, and listening to people and taking on board and building good rapport with them in your, in your steps, then, of course, people are going to let you be open up and let you be a trusted advisor.
1: Yeah, look, um, that's the key there. And I think a lot of it relates back to that customer intimacy. So if, you know, genuinely you respect, you respect for, for the people, you respect for their business, you know, what, what their strategies and what, what their business objectives are, you share their pain points. You, you take them along their journey, the, the good and the bad. Things go up and down all the time. It's how you react to those moments. You know, if your project does go belly up, say how it is. You know, just talk to the executive and say, look, I'm not happy. We are going into overrun of resources. We've hit some major problems. They've got some big constraints here. This is how it is. Communicate that. They're part of you. They want to be informed rather than not be informed, Elise. And I think that's one of the key areas to be, be honest. Honesty is the best policy. Say how it is and, and be upfront about it because nothing can come back and bite you.
0: Uh, look, I agree. And I think that taking what you were saying one step further is use your language wisely when you're communicating. I've been guilty of this and just going, blah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like
0: blah, and you can see people recall straight away and go, "What's she trying to tell us?"
1: <laughs> exactly. So the other secret, I guess, to to my success building that trust based relationship is I look at it from two sides. One side is the character side, so it's all the, the soft skills being, you know, honest, transparent, being open, fair completely ethical in everything that you do. The other side is competence. So demonstrating, demonstrating through your skills, your knowledge, experience, your credibility, bringing your credibility up, how you perform under situations. Don't panic. I've got a very calm demeanor and sometimes people see that as the wrong way, but I I tell them, no, it's not. If I act in an uncalm manner or if I panic about something, that's got to Rub off on the team, and I don't want the team to panic under these situations. Certain things you, you keep to the executive, and, and other things you share with the team. But I think if you keep that share based relationship, open relationship, and show them results, even though you might hear a bad part during the project and things stagnate, etc., there could be things you could do it on the side, like you could be improving the ways and means that you communicate, you could be improving the ways that you present things in SharePoint or your reporting mechanisms, et cetera. There's always things you can do to, to lessen the, the blow, I guess, least.
0: Oh, look, I so agree with you. John, what would be your top tip on how to become a trusted advisor?
1: My top tip is customer intimacy. So it's, as I said earlier, it's getting intimate with your customer, understanding them, putting yourself into their shoes, understanding their pain points, getting to that spot, of intimacy will certainly help with the, the way that you can actually start working with them closely and maintaining that trust. So that would be my number one tip, getting to that point. And as I said, be personal about things. You know, everyone's got their outside life. Share share what you do outside. Sports, do this and do that. Share that. Have, have a common interest with every single person that works with you.
0: That's a great top tip. Mine is to listen.
1: Okay, that's, that's extremely important. And, and you brought up a couple of good examples earlier, yes.
0: Yeah, of things yeah. I, I did wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we learn from our mistakes, don't we? We're, they're all the lessons in life. So take them un, under your stride and, and don't look back. So, yeah, next time i on an engagement, I, I'm going to make sure that I listen more than I talk.
0: Well, after those brutal things that have happened yeah. to me, I've always, I always do that now and try to ask try and rein in my personality a bit too
1: (laughs) yeah yeah personality is definitely a a key one there everyone's got their own personalities and yeah part of that is is what you need you know you work with these people for eight hours a day nine hours a day you need to maintain that that personal relationship with people And, and once you do things seem to work a lot more in harmony
0: oh look i so agree with you john john thank you very much for your time tonight i found it very very interesting about how to become a trusted advisor
1: Thanks very much, Elise. Happy to, to do this podcast with you.
0: Oh, no, it's fantastic. And that ends another podcast from Fix My Project Case.